Hey everybody, this is Jen Squared. I'm Jen and... And I'm Jen. (laughs) (laughs) And we're coming to you today to talk about taking that step. So you know how in life we just kind of get really complacent with things and we are too afraid to take that step, that leap of faith basically, we know how they call it. And we can't let fear stop us. Because, yes, the unknown is scary, but at the same time, because you don't know what could happen. But at the same time, that's the beauty of it. You don't know what could happen. We get so wrapped up in everyday things and we get so wrapped up in, oh, my God, this is how I have to do it. This is how life needs to be. And, yeah, everything is crappy and shitty and it needs to, this is what I need to be doing. But if you're super unhappy, what kind of a life is that? We're not meant to be depressed. We're not meant to be super sad and not getting the best out of life we have to take action and we have to take the steps to making ourselves happy it's a lot of work and it is scary because we don't know what could happen but at the end of the road you never know it could be this beautiful blossoming thing that we run into and it could be the best decision we've ever made in our life so what do you have to say miss jen I think we, you're gearing to towards growth, right? Um, taking life's journey and then following your path, whatever it may be, right? And taking the unexpected, the, uh, the surprising turns, right? That gives you sort of a new path, new ground to lay seeds in, right? And all of it mm-hmm. is just starts with, small steps right right you know saying that you know i'm gonna move to a new town today right and i'm gonna talk to people i've never spoken to and that and taking those small steps and then finding ways to enrich your path and it's scary of course especially when you're going to unexpected routes and taking different turns and going places where you're not comfortable <laughs> and stepping out of your comfort zones to yep. try new things, talking to new people, it's absolutely scary. Right. And of course, you're just like, we're all able to do it. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of what point in life do you allow yourself to participate in taking these new turns and new challenges that will... How long are you going to let fear stop you and hold you back? Correct. And that's that's huge, too. And it all starts mentally. It does. It does. Like, it could be you standing in your own way with your fears and making... And just pretty much holding you from your potential, from your growth, because... You're afraid. And it's, of course, everyone gets that, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Everyone gets afraid. It's just a matter of just like, are you going to stop yourself from living, I guess, in simple terms, And I mean, it's human life. nature because you don't know. The unknown mm-hmm. is scary because you it don't is. know what can happen. And we're not trained to think that way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it. my life is totally relatable to that because I come from upstate New York. And where I live now, I live in the state of Virginia. And it was a huge decision to move. I didn't necessarily make the move with the best intentions of mind. It was, I was kind of running away from my Mm -hmm. problems and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to masquerade. I'm screwing up back home and I don't want everybody to know. It wasn't like horrible, but I just didn't want to tell everybody I wasn't doing the best. So I made this whole elaborate scheme. I'm going to move to Virginia. I want a new start at life and all this. And it's been the hardest. I've been here about 10 years now. Well, actually over. And it's been the hardest 10 years of my life. But it's been so rewarding at the same time because I realized I actually can stand on my own two feet. Mm-hmm. I had my whole family support back home. And I have a couple family members here, yes, but not necessarily as supportive as back home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been really, really hard to just take care of myself because I never really had to. Yeah, I was living on my own back home. I was doing my own thing. But my parents were there. My sister was there. My grandparents. Majority of my family was back home. So it's like literally if I needed anything, I just had somebody to call. Right. But being here, I don't have that necessarily. So it's been really hard and it's been really eye-opening. And it's been, and I know as bad as it sounds, it's like it's been the hardest 10 years of my life. Like the extremely hardest 10 years of my life. Yeah. But it's been so rewarding because I realized I can rely on myself and I'm stronger than I, I'm way stronger than I think that I am. Yeah. 
So you can't stand in your own way. And I am a firm believer everybody should try to live in a different state at least once in their life. Just because you need to experience something different. It's a complete, completely different way of life down here. Just because, like, I live in a commonwealth and I came from, I don't know what the heck you would consider it. I don't want to say, like, more free city or whatever. I don't know. But, like, you know, half the stuff that happens here doesn't really happen back home. And it was a smaller area. So, I know a lot of people, like, you consider the lifers, the people who have been here their whole life. Yeah, they're really jaded and they're really like, oh, I can't stand Virginia. I don't like it here. I love it. I don't have any problems. And everybody says there's nothing to do. Move back home where I'm from. There's literally nothing to do. Like, I can't even handle it. I, that's that's half the reason why I left, too. There really just wasn't anything there. And it's more of a place to be if you're established and getting ready to get settled down and yeah. marry and stuff. But that wasn't me. So, I'm actually not... I'm not upset that I made the move here. And like I said, I love it here. So, but, you know, getting back to it, you can't let fear stop you. Yes, make... I'm not saying to take a knee-jerk reaction to something. Like, you may get an idea in your head and be like, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. Plan it out. Don't just jump at a whim. Really, really plan it out. Like, me recently, I just made a complete career change. A complete career change. And it was something completely out of the norm for me. And it was completely out of the norm for me. But I was sitting in a job for seven years and didn't feel like I was going anywhere and it was a great company like it's a company that so many people around this area are trying to get into it's the biggest employer of this area and you know people here you'd work there and they're like oh what do I need to do to get in there how can you get me in there I need your help I've been trying to get in there forever and I can't you know so it literally was like this coveted golden ticket that you got if you started working for this company and it's like you get in there and yeah it's it's a good place to work. They do pay you. Per, they do pay you pretty well. Um, but after a while, it just starts to become crappy, and I was just miserable. So my last two to three years, I was really, really miserable, and I just was like, I gotta have a change. And I really did take a huge, drastic change. And but it took me a couple years to actually finally get up the courage to actually take that step. So. Really plan it out. Don't just because you're super miserable decide, oh, I hate my job. I'm quitting today. Now, if you are in the means to be able to do that, go right ahead and do it. But if you're not, I don't suggest just taking that leap of faith. Plan it out. You can take your leap of faith, but doesn't necessarily need to come right then and there. Like, take your time to plan it. You want to make every move you want to make, you want to make it smart. You know, if you need to save up a little bit because maybe you need to quit your job and you don't have another one lined up, but you need to make sure you pay your bills and you have everything aligned. You don't want to just quit your job and all of a sudden, oh shoot, what do I do now? I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my rent. I can't keep my roof over my head. Don't quit tomorrow just because, you know, yes, I understand life is short, but at the same time, you do have to live. You have to maintain that roof over your head. You don't want to end up homeless or something like that because you made a decision. Be smart about it. Right. Yeah. It's um, it's living your best life also having a plan, right? Mm-hmm. It's making a decision that could, A, you know, change your situation, but also sort of have a roadmap of where to. What is the plan? Right. But then, of course, there are some people, of course, who make those hasty decisions and just like, okay, I'm going to quit my like job. And it just like works out for them, but right. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> right. Because like it becomes sort of part of the journey, right? Because right. sort of, it's like you decide you quit your job now, right? And it puts you sort of like in sort of like this space where just like, oh my God, you're freaking out. It's like, what now? It's like, what is it that I really wanted to do that puts me in a place where I feel the most joy? the most um, connected to my life or just like finding my purpose, right? more or less. Right. And then in that sort of dead space of just like chaos and you find sort of new grounds, right? Right. And then you, because like it's really, they say, I find rather, it's usually in your darkest periods of time where you're lost and you're confused and you don't know what you're doing next right. is when you find just like, oh, I'm really good at this. Yep. Or, oh, like this 
thing that I'm doing now brings me joy. Right. And sometimes you wouldn't get that opportunity unless you take that risky step and put yourself in a position where it's just like, oh my God, what am I doing in my life? Right. And then you find like your hole and your steps. So which really comes to sometimes doing scary things leads you in the place where you need to be. Exactly. And I feel like more or less I've been doing a little bit of that throughout my life because I left home at like 19. I joined the military. I didn't know what I was doing or what I was getting myself into. All I know is like I was in college. I'm just like, oh my God, collecting death and doing all of this normal things that I was supposed to be doing. But I wasn't I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I was in a dead zone more mm-hmm. or less. And I'm just like, there has to be more to life yep. outside. And I lived in Florida at the time. It was like in Orlando, Central Florida, you know, Disney and all that. And it's like happy place on earth. But you could live in that town and still be miserable. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't live in Disney World. I wouldn't want to live in Disney World <laughs> 24-7. I will drive myself crazy. I will kill myself. Right. I I love and hate that place at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I left home. And I've just sort of been living independently this whole entire time. And then, you know, every few years, you know, I make different moves and I live in different towns and experience different things. And of course, there's a whole lot that I need to uncover. But then like making scary moves, like in my earlier 20s, was no problems. But now I feel like in my 30s now, I may have just a little bit of holdbacks and just like, Okay, yeah. I think about it more than I used to because I yeah. could just at a drop of a dime, just like eh, I'm gonna look for a job there and I'm moving. Yep. Like I don't know anybody there. Maybe I'll meet somebody. Maybe I don't. Cause like mostly introverted. Cause right. like I can live without people. Right. And be fine. <laughs> exactly. And that's, I don't need people. <laughs> I don't need and you. And you know what? That is, it's also it's good and bad because <laughs> at the same time I can do it. But whenever, like, the extroverted person in me lives, just, like, questions myself. It's like, Jennifer, you've been living here for three years. Why don't you have any friends? I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I I hadn't thought about about it. it. You know? It's just like, you don't think about it too. It's like, oh, damn, I've been living here for how long? And I don't have any friends. What's up with that? It's just like, oh, because you didn't think you needed them. Oh, I didn't realize I needed those people. When it's convenient for you. It's like, hey. should probably make some friends maybe that'll make my life a little better (laughs) yeah because they do they do add value and then of course there's a drama as long as it's the right people as long as you're surrounded by the right people then yeah it makes your life better Mm -hmm. so it's just like you know if you're thinking about doing something scary shit do it try it like just know? try you owe it to yourself to try and take right. that step and and I think one of the things that really sparked it was I remember when I was actually getting ready to leave my job and I didn't I didn't make a big fuss I didn't tell anybody at work that I was going um but of course you know most jobs are like high school one person hears and it gets around the water cooler so I had a bunch of people talking mm-hmm. to me about it and just a lot of people questioning me. And a lot of people told me, you know, I've always wanted to do something like this, but I'm just scared. And I think that really kind of fueled me into making sure that I made the right decision because it was like, you know what? Well, I'm not letting fear hold me. It took me three years to come to the decision yeah. that this is what I was going to do. So, yeah, I really thoughtfully planned out what I, the move that I was going to make. But... Just hearing from a lot of people, I was like, see, I, this is what I don't want. I was scared in the beginning when I first thought about it, when I heard about it and everything. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I had every excuse in the book and I like let it, I almost talked myself out of it. But just the type of employee I had become, which was not getting to work on time and just not being able to get out of bed and calling out constantly. It was, that wasn't me. I realized something had to change because I was so miserable. And it just wasn't, and no matter what I did, it wasn't working for me. Um, 
but just hearing from everybody else, you know, oh, I've always wanted to do something like this and I've wanted to make a big change, but I'm just scared. And it's like, but you can't be complacent because you're unhappy and you mm-hmm. owe it to yourself to be happy. Definitely. We have, we literally have one life that we have to live and things aren't always going to go the way that we want them to. And yeah, you might fall flat on your face, but what does that say about you? It's just because you tried, you actually tried instead of not trying right. because then you can look back and be like, you know what? I did try and I realized it didn't work instead of having that. You know what? I wonder what would have happened if I had tried that. Right. So, and it's, it's great that it went completely the other way for you. Exactly. Because sometimes you could share, you know, a thing that you want to do, your dream, your aspiration, or your plan right. with friends or coworkers or family. Mm-hmm. And then it goes completely the other way, exactly. right? It's because their doubt and their oh, share. Oh, yeah. I had plenty of that, too. in the way of you making that decision. Yeah. Because if they know about it, it's just like... Oh, are you sure you want to do that? And blah, I blah, had blah. plenty of you that. You could fall in your face. <laughs> blah blah blah. What if it yep. doesn't work out? What if you know you end up in a situation where it's scarier than your work? Blah blah blah. You know you're gonna be oh, gone. Are from you your sure home. this was the right decision? Should you have done it? And I had a lot of that negative feedback and a lot of that negative static. And it, but I still didn't listen to it. You know because I realized, okay, this is an opportunity. I want to try it. Mm-hmm. I want to see. You know, because what's happening here is not fulfilling me and I'm miserable and I'm probably, I could be on the chopping block for all I know because of the employee I had become. So let me at least try something. I have to. I owe it to myself. Like I keep saying, I owed that to myself. I I take control of my own happiness, which is what everybody needs to realize. We are in control of our own happiness. Nobody else is. You can't look to somebody else to make you happy. You can't look nope. to things to make you happy. You have to find happiness within yourself. It's ultimately up to you. Yeah, people can make you happy. There's things that they can do or situations or things that maybe you're working towards can make you happy. But happiness comes from within and you have to decide what that is. Right. And no one should really, you know, rely on someone or something no because that that turns into codependency correct that's codependency on people like if you're doing it with a partner or with a friend or with things or like things that you have like your house because they could always go away people go away exactly and when they go away so that means that's where your happiness is tied to you Mm -hmm. can't don't do that to yourself and then the internal work process of it is hard exactly finding happiness within it's like you got to go to a dark place mm-hmm. and then come out in the light. And that's right. messy. It is, it is messy. messy work. It is. Like you got to face some things that mm-hmm. you didn't even want to name. Right. In order and to a lot get of times there. we don't realize because mm-hmm. just from my new career change, a lot of the times we don't realize how strong we really are. Like I know it's my, my recent career change that I just made the last, the first assignment that I had, I was, I was miserable. I was not happy. I didn't like what I was doing, but I toughed it out for, you know, the first couple months. And I was super proud of myself when I got back home and I was like, you know what? I did that. So many people quit and I didn't, I didn't give up. I kept on and I was like, you know what? I can do, what is the saying? I can do hard things. And I did. And I think that's what I was super proud of myself about is that I was capable of doing these hard things. And, you know, I moved from a different state to a completely different state with no moral support, basically. And I should say no moral support because my family hasn't necessarily always supported me here. But, you know, and it's like, and I don't recognize my own strength all the time. And I think we forget that. We, I think we forget to realize how strong we really are because we're our strength isn't isn't always pushed to the limit because yep. we become so complacent with our situation and our daily life and we know okay well I can handle this I can deal with this but we don't step out of that comfort zone so we don't push our strength to the limit we don't maximize it we don't realize okay you know what I actually can handle a lot more than I think I can yeah because you make some moves in life and you end up surprising yourself it's yep. just like oh shit I right. did that exactly I did that shit exactly. that was me that was me what yeah <laughs> I did that you know what that's great and that's it. Is that's really what you, we have to give ourselves way more credit than we do give ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be our be our biggest cheerleaders. We can't be sitting around waiting for other people to be holding the pom poms and 
throwing the confetti and all of that stuff. We need to do that for ourselves because you're not going to get that always from other people. No. You need to give that to yourself. And that's where self-worth and self-love and all that stuff comes from. You need to be damn proud of yourself. I say, you know, that's the part where it's hard work because yeah. it's just... It's just like, it's not something you wake up one day and right. find. Exactly. Because you got to go through the mess. Yep. Go through the dirty laundry. And then go facing through, your darkness. What is it the church folks say? Go through the storm. Yeah, go through the storm <laughs> to get to the light. Exactly. Just, to come out. Climb that it's mountain. Because you see those people with their glowing lights and yeah. all this. It's just like, oh man, I wish I could do that. And I wish I could get there. It's like, You don't know what they've been through you to have no get idea. to this side. You really don't know what somebody's been through. We no. can't, and that's why it's very unfair to judge people because you don't know their story. Nope. You don't know what they've come through. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I know a lot of times we look at people who maybe, who seem like they have their lives together, but we don't know what they Mm-mm. what they went through to get their lives nope. together. That's why I'm just saying, jealousy does not make sense. It doesn't. Because you have not walked that path. Right. You don't know. Right. How are you like, going to be jealous of somebody for what they have, what they've accomplished, what they've gotten through? Because you have not seen the mess. It can seem like maybe they were born with a silver spoon in their mm-hmm. mouth or everything went the way that it needed to go for them. But we really don't know. We never know the mental struggles somebody has gone through. We really don't know the personal struggles somebody has gone through. Unless they're, you know, they enlighten you and they tell you, hey... Mm-hmm. I went through A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and, you know, you could be looking at them and you're like, wow, you went through this? So, yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover. You don't know what somebody's gone through. Like, half the struggles that I've gone through, people would never know. Because, yeah, I wear a smile on my face, and, of course, we all get down and out, but I don't share my struggles with people, so people may not no. necessarily know. And not know. everyone needs to know. No, they not don't. Not everyone they needs to hear don't. your story. Exactly. Because not everyone is, I wouldn't want to say deserving of it. But it's just like, they're not. They're not. Because you don't need the the static. You don't need the feedback. You don't need the judgment from Mm -hmm. other people. Because we're our own worst enemies. So whatever somebody else can say, more than likely we've said it to ourselves already. Oh, yeah. You know, we've beat ourselves up that much. And you don't need that. Facts. So it's not like you need to share. And you don't. It's not your responsibility to share your life with other people. Mm -mm. Like, I know that we're living in this social media way of life now oh. where everybody needs to see what we're 90% doing. 90% of it is fake. I can't right. stand and, and it. I can't, and I'm not going to lie. I've gotten wrapped up in it sometimes because I've been in really, really depressive states. Depression is something that I've struggled with my whole life since yeah. I've been a kid. Same. And I have looked, and I'm not going to lie, I have looked at social media and I've seen like relationships or just people's lives and they're what I consider living their best life, you know, it's like, oh, they're traveling, oh, they're married, oh, they're this, oh, they're that. And I'm like, I'm doing nothing with my life. Like, my life is shit. But really, I've had to stop and really get into the middle, you know, really center myself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm seeing a snapshot of a good time in their life. I'm not seeing the whole picture. Right, because nobody shares any of the bad stuff. They don't. It's just like, it's like, if you talk about depression, it's like, oh, it's like on a secular little block. Mm -hmm. It's just like, for one part of you. Just like everybody goes through a dark time. I think the everybody one thing, cries in the dark every now and then. Oh, it's no big deal. I can brush it off my shoulders. No, you really yeah. can't. I think the one thing that I do appreciate though is um the lead singer to Lincoln Park, Chester Benningfield, his I think it was his wife, I don't know if it was his wife or it was his girlfriend, but she posted a picture of him and they he was with him he was with her and their kids. He was smiling as happy as can be. And we all know Chester Benningfield killed himself. Mm-hmm. He committed suicide. And she posted a picture and she was like, this was taken like two days before he killed himself. And she's like, this is what depression looks like. He was as happy as can be. You would think in that picture, mm-hmm. he was smiling as like, carefree. I think they were on the beach. And she's like, this is what depression looks like. And that's the truth. People think depression is you're sulking and you can't get out of bed. No, you do know how to function, but you've put on this brave face because you know that's what the world wants to see. Yep. They don't want to see you down and out in this. I, you know, so people don't understand that it is a daily struggle to get out of bed. It is that daily struggle to just not give up in life. But you know how to put the masks on. You know, oh, people want to see this happy-go-lucky person mm-hmm. and that you're okay and everything is fine. 
And because with me, the type of person that I am, and I've had a lot of people like gravitate towards me just for my strength and whatever, whatever they see in me, I don't know. But it's like, if I get down and out, it worries people because they're like, if you're not okay, then I'm not okay. And that puts a lot of pressure on me sometimes. So I don't always share with people when I'm not okay because I don't want to bring anybody else down. But, you know, because you think I got to put the spray face on because everybody else is going to fall apart. But you have to stop worrying about other people and you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Because this is sort of a masquerade of life, yep. right? It's a whole full-time job. Because we don't think about mental illness as something here. We yeah. don't. It's not. It's like this taboo story and like, oh, you could just get over it. Well, I absolutely wish I could, mm-hmm. but it, you don't know why. There literally is sometimes I'm just sad and you don't yeah. know why. Things can be going perfectly for and you. That's and that's perfectly it's just, normal. It just it's, doesn't. It's you just, just don't a, feel that way. It's a part of life. Yeah. Because, you know, nobody can be happy. 100% of absolutely the time. Not. It's absolutely, absolutely not. bananas to right. think that is the norm. Right. No one is happy 100% of the time because that's why you have all of these emotions. Exactly. Because you're and supposed it's, to feel them. And it's the funny thing because we think, like a lot of us, you know, <laughs> quote unquote normies. What you is know, that? I don't know what that is. I a don't normie? Know, I don't like identify. normal people. Like I we're don't the, identify. We're the struggling middle class. We don't have everything that we want. Like, we think money is going to solve everything. Uh, but then if you look at the rich, they're yeah. not happy either. Listen, I I have no proof that money can't solve everything. I literally don't There's either. There's a whole give lot me, that I could buy to give make myself me, happy. Give Let me, me the money out. to find out that Let it's true or not. <laughs> if money doesn't buy happiness. Exactly. And that's what I want to know. That, I will, and I'll let you know. Give me Jeff Bezos' account for about and two I'll weeks. And I'll let you know. Just two weeks. And I'll say, hey. I don't need the whole thing. Just. Two weeks? No, no. Give me a little. Give me about a three months. Give me a three month trial. No, two weeks. Just he can, he can say. I want three months, y'all. Buy anything that you I want. I want three months. And see if money buys <laughs> happiness. I can guarantee you, I will buy myself a, quite a lot of happiness. Just as because, my Amazon account will prove. Just because there's plenty of places to see, and I need three months to be able to get to everywhere. Oh, I don't know. It's like so that's why I, I want that three, three month trial. But I mean, because you think about it, when money is, there's, it's not an issue, what can't you do? Really? You can do anything. Exactly. Like, if I didn't so, have to pay it back but, all of my credit card debt, but I that's would be thing. living my best life. You can do any and everything you want. So, wouldn't you get bored at some point? Because literally, uh, there's no, the sky is not the limit to you anymore. Well, I don't so, know. I've never been rich, so same, I can't confirm. Same, me either, but that's the thing. I want like somebody that's, to let me find out. Same here. That's exactly what I want. I really want to test that theory. Right. Let me find out. But if you think about it, when money's not an obstacle, because for us, quote unquote, normies, it is. That money's always the obstacle. Yep. You got to Hold on a minute. Let me save up before I can right. go on vacation. But these like, people, oh, I want to go to. Let me get my apartment. These people safe. are like, let me go to, you know, Dubai tomorrow. They can. We don't have that opportunity. We got to plan. We got to take off time from work. We got to save. We got to do this. We got to do that. It's not just an oh tomorrow thing, but they literally can wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to Belize today. Okay, let's go. I mean, technically, you could. You could do that, right? If you not if you have the money. No, but if you don't have a credit card, you can. If you don't have a credit card, there's a lot of people who don't. You know what? I'm gonna die anyway. What are they gonna do? Come find me? Right, but that's the thing. But that's the thing. If you don't have the money, you can't just wake up tomorrow and say, "I'm going to (gasps) Dubai. I'm going to Africa. I'm going here and there." You can't. That's what separates the classes, though. Exactly, it, uh, it does. It keeps life balance, as you say. Yeah. You know, from the I have suppose, and the have not. If they say there are things that you don't worry about if you have, and then the things you worry about when you don't. So it's I mean, like, it's all crap anyway. Whatever. It is. It is all crap, and none of it matters in the end. But we still have to abide by those rules and standards that. You know, the box. Unfortunately, the box that we get put in, but whatever. I hate living in a box, and I always try to live outside of it. Have we gone all over the place? Because we started with life changes and making a risk. It's flowing nicely. And then now we're like, we're in riches, we're in depression. I think it flows. It flo- but it's all it tied does. into it each other. Connects. It's all flied it together. Crazy, flied. Flowed <laughs> together. Flown. It's it all fl- flown together. It flown it together. That sounds it's- not correct. <laughs> it's 
flowed together nicely. Yeah. But yeah, like at the you know at the end of the day, you really can't. We are letting fear us normal people. We are letting fear stop us so bad, and we're letting the rich dictate to us. You need to have your nine to five. You need to work, work, work. And they're not. Till you die. That's yeah. so depressing, that, right? What kind of a life is it to live? You work until you're 70 something, 60 whatever, and then you get to enjoy life. When and you then, can't no longer move and you have health problems. Exactly. So that sounds like a I'm scheme to me. To, it is. <laughs> and that's how I'm supposed to enjoy life. Well, we have people who literally have retired at 30 something years old. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? I have and to work balance. until I'm 60. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll live a decent life. Maybe. Maybe. If, if you make it. If you make it. If I made the right decisions that. Nine times out of ten, more than half of us were not taught what those right decisions were. Because how many people we see don't have a savings? How many people don't have 401ks or IRAs or retirements? So it's like, what happens then? Some of those people are working until they're 70, 80 years old, if they can, Lord willing. During your formative years, they teach you about, you know, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, (laughs) that you will never use ever again. Even, I don't even think accountants use that. If you're lucky, maybe the school you go to teaches you some of the right things. And this is just as of recent, but I know growing up, we did not have anything like that. And Listen. I'm in my 30s, and we didn't have anything that taught you about life. You want to teach me about Pythagorean theorems and mm-hmm. PEMDAS and all this they stuff that teach, I'll never I, use. I just learned taxes on my own. Yeah, which luckily, I buckled down. Right. And I've been filing my taxes since I was 19. Mm-hmm. But I do not remember... Like, I took economics and all those regular home talk Right, we didn't talk about that like, stuff. nobody teaches kids We never talked about taxes useful. and economics. I remember, I think, as far as I remember, we never talked about taxes and economics. We talked about certain stuff, but never anything like that. There's no life skills. And, you know, kids, they do, they have to, they have to learn from their parents. Because granted, parents should be, most of the turn, we most of the teaching should come from home mm-hmm. and learning should come from home. But if the parents don't know, what are they supposed to do? They can't teach something they don't well, know anything all, about. Our economy doesn't allow parents room Absolutely to even not. teach Absolutely their not. kids a dang thing. Absolutely not. Right? They work nine to five. My greatest thing is my the jobs. greatest thing that is like, oh, America, we're so family oriented. But wait, parents, Where? you need to make sure you work nine to five. Come home, spend an hour, maybe two with your kids and then put them to bed and that's it. Yeah, but that's you can't take vacations. There's no such thing as benefits. There's no such thing as savings. What do you mean you want to take a vacation with your family? Ha! <laughs> Get out of here. You could do it if, I guess, you're both school teachers. Maybe. Maybe. But Maybe. I don't know. I think the whole, you know, family lampoon, what it's is a that joke. series? National that was Lampoon. Just National Lampoon. That was just for TV. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nobody it's out not here real. taking a whole Like, you listen to the, the things that they do overseas in different countries and, like, Switzerland and all that stuff. And they really, like, I remember, I can't remember. I was watching some documentary and it was literally like they were talking about overseas. I can't remember if it was Sweden or Switzerland or something with an S. Oh God, don't bring any of the Nordic countries up because that's just a And they were talking about literally like they give nannies to new parents. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's just new parents, but I think the parents, like if a woman just has a baby and the maternity leave is 12 months, if they want it, they can, 12 go, months? They can go back sooner. That's a year. Yeah. 365 days. <laughs> They can go back sooner if they want, but it's their choice. And you get a nanny during oh. those 12 months that comes a couple days a week. And a nanny. They come. It comes a couple days a week. They will cook and clean for you, I think, two, two or three nights a week to take care. And there's paternity leave for six months. So the dad can stay home, too, for six months if he wants to with a baby. So I think it's genuinely, I think it's generally like here we have six weeks and then it's 12 for the extended, but you might not be getting, you're not getting paid those six. You're not getting paid for the full 12. I think you get paid for six. I don't really know. I I don't have kids, so I can't speak on it. But, um, but yeah, in these foreign countries, they were given 
The dads are given six months. The wives are given 12 if they want to take it. And that's the extended version. So I think it's definitely, I think it's definitively six months. And then you can take an extended for women. I don't think the men can take the full 12 months. But in, in even after the 12 months, a nanny will still come once or twice a week to come help you out with your baby if yeah. they want, if you want it. You know what? Maybe somebody's next move, this next next scary tip, step is to move to you Norway. can go overseas to, to let Iceland. us know how you it know? works well and let that's really know. that's really what's depressing we are not a developing country we are like well, one we of the are, greatest quote unquote a first world country but we just got a lot of the third world problems that we and it's so sad are not ready to address and it's so sad because we do there are people in america living in third world country of course there's hunger there are children going hungry in the country starving they're starving and it's but, terrible you know we still if we claim to be the best of the best we shouldn't have then these problems. that is be, that becomes reality mm-hmm. you know if you say something enough mm-hmm like you know, when I got here, because I wasn't born in this country, it's just like you always hear this term. Like, no, that's it's why a free country. Jen I, is I always, like, like my question was like, what does that mean? Jen is like country? so like, not Americanized. She's amazing. Not, it's <laughs> like the, even the air you breathe in this country isn't free. No. You can't do anything. Like even my my country is considered a third world. You know, IT. It's you know you can't. There's, it's is that how it's, it's pronounced? It's hi, how do you pronounce IT? It? It's not Haiti. I don't know what Haiti. I love it. IT. Um, I never knew. Lord, a, folks, I learned a new thing today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a poor country, and then you know it doesn't have any of the investments. Of course, it has all the corruption that you could think of. Right. But in the at the end of the day, yes, those people, they're poor. A lot of them don't have a means to do things. Mm-hmm. But if you are trying to find a free country where people can do whatever the hell they want, I'm not seeing better. Because you just like certain rules that we have to follow here. They don't have to do that. Right. Just like they can, it's like if you have a piece of land and you live there, it's like nobody's going to come to you and ask you for taxes. <laughs> you can turn around and just say, fuck you. Because this is my land. I'm not giving you a dime. So to America. And then does that make it, you know, less functional? Because it does take, it's the taxes mm-hmm. here that, you know, that gives you all the quality things that you need. But how are you going to ask somebody so to they pay say, taxes? So they say. You know, it's being used to some degree. It's like a lot of it, you don't know where it's going. I, that's my biggest thing is where is my money going to? Right. Because like, I, I feel like it. a lot of the time, if it was really shown as to where your tax money was going, people would think very differently about the whole process. But then that's not clear, right? right? right. You just know you have to pay taxes and that's what you do. That's life. I guess when we see different stores and stuff opening and whatever, but I think my main thing is, is like my money is going down the drain. Like our roads are horrible here. So pave my roads. I shouldn't have potholes in certain places and whatever, but I mean, I don't don't pay attention to politics. I don't know. All of them take taxes, but you know, you don't know where that money is going. And they always like to use, you know, public services, public schools. But if you look at, you know, most of the public schools around here, there's no way. There is no way. They're trash. The money is going towards public schools. No, it can't be. And that is really what is terrible. And that's why, and that's another thing. And as I know, I take it back to overseas. Um, they were saying about in that documentary also um, why they're so successful overseas with like students and what the students are excelling with like education mm-hmm. was because they pay the teachers like they pay doctors. Yeah. Because and they you're, should. you're a teacher. You're teaching these and kids. They like they should know everything. And I remember growing up, I was no good in school whatsoever. I did not like school. School and me are not friends whatsoever. I didn't like doing homework. I didn't like studying. None so of that. You crap. mean you didn't write school like a pen pal? Afterwards? Absolutely it's not. Like, hey, school. I Absolutely you. not. I am one of those GED recipients. I did not finish. I'm horrible. Whatever. Oh, judge really? me. Judge. Judge your mama. But um, <laughs> judge me. Judge your mom. <laughs> No but disrespect like, to mom. No exactly. No disrespect, man. No but <laughs> judge somebody else. But like, I remember growing up and having to. I think I. I mean, I failed quite a few finals and having to take them over the summer. And I just remember my school district was 
we had so many, like, they gave, like, there was one school that we'd have to go to to, like, take these final, like, final exams over at in a different district. So they were busing kids in mm-hmm. from every district. My school district, the buses were completely filled. The other school districts, five, maybe ten kids if they were lucky. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I went to a quote-unquote good school. No, <laughs> I did not. And it's like you look at the education and it's just like, ugh, our education systems are horrible. Like my cousin, she's a teacher. And she says that there are kids, like they, she, she's sad because they have that no child left behind law or rule or whatever. And she said there's plenty of kids. She's like, I don't want to pass them. But she's like, I literally have no no choice choice but to pass them. She's like, I shouldn't have to. Corruption at its finest. But it's because we're so bad in schools, in education, we don't teach our kids correctly. That so she how are we number one if our we're not, kids oh, no, are no, not? No, 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 no. We've never been number one. Well, we're claiming to be. We claim to be, but it doesn't what mean that? we are. Propaganda? Yeah. Not, not working? It's not real. <laughs> it's completely false. But it's sad because a lot of kids, and unfortunately, a lot of minority kids are not getting the education that they should be getting. Again, that goes back to your taxes, yep. right? Yep. And then schooling. Public schools that they're claiming go towards taxes. taxes aren't necessarily going where they need to go. Right. But then also the fact that property value Mm -hmm. and all that stuff is tied to it, Mm -hmm. right? It's like that's why busing in school district becomes a thing, right? But I went, and that's the thing where I grew up. I grew up in a quote-unquote nice neighborhood in a nice area in a coveted school. And that was half the reason why my parents moved when we moved when I was younger because of the schooling. And it was still trash. <laughs> like, you know, it was the the white American place. Like, my school was covered by farms. There yeah. were farms everywhere. Yeah, it's upstate and, New York, I Yeah, imagine. exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it was, it was a good schooling system. Like, I, I recognize with some people just from... Certain things that I, I was taught and learned. Yeah, my, I probably was taught a few things differently than other people were taught. Mm-hmm. But it still wasn't good. Yeah. Like like I said, we had so many kids failing. Like, you have all these kids trying to take exams over again because they failed. So we didn't have the best. It wasn't the best of the best. But it was considered better than others, apparently, no, as in a, that as in area. There worse. So... If you are in, you know, sort of like a B school system, it's definitely and that's better the funny than thing. the D. And that's right? honestly the funny thing is because we had the inner city schools and then mm-hmm. we had my school, which was in the suburbs in the yeah. country or whatever. And the inner city schools honestly had way more programs mm-hmm. and they really were teaching kids. Yeah. Like not just school. They were teaching them. I don't. I don't necessarily want to say, like, life skills. Like, cause so, they, they had, like, the shops programs and yes, things like that? they had okay. things like that. Like, we had a few of those. Like, we had home ec mm-hmm. and ec- economics and things like that. But nothing, like, out of the norm. Mm-hmm. But these schools actually had things to teach kids. Mm-hmm. And that is why one of the biggest components of not teaching kids that college is the way to go. It's because not the only Because you way. want people to come out of school with $50,000 in debt. That's the way to go. 50000 That's not bad. Some people roughly, roughly, which I'm sure those numbers, those numbers are very shrunk to make people feel better, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure it's more, but you want to teach kids that this is the only route when you can go to a trade school, maybe pay 18,000 and come out making the same as these college quote unquote, exactly. Yeah, when I found out like how much welders made, right, especially like you oh, know, yeah. underwater oh, yeah. scuba welders. Yeah. And I was just like, hold up. I could have learned to And that is one of better. the things that my old company is stress is hurting for is people they don't the trade skills. They do not promote the trades enough. And that's unfortunate because they're needed. And you will come out right away. A lot of these four year graduates mm-hmm. You may go to school for psychology and you're working at like a grocery store as a cashier when you get out of college because you need to make ends meet. These trade schools, they're going to pick you right up and you're going to start making your salary right away. Lead, sidebar, if you're looking for a next step in career, (laughs) maybe look into welding, trading, 
You know how much Elevator tree climbers, operators, tree climbers make eighteen dollars an hour. Last I looked into it. Do you have any idea how much HVAC workers make? Oh, they make ridiculous mm-hmm. amounts of money because HVAC's not just AC, mm-hmm. heat, and all that stuff. That's so, true. And guess who has AC everywhere? Everybody who owns a home, apartments, mm-hmm. rental places. You have AC and you have heat. Everybody needs that stuff. That's true. And the and summertime, they all tend to break. So, electricians. Yep, electricians. Electricians make vocal money. Because yep. I know how much they charge when they're quoting you for simple work. Plumbers, all that stuff is absolutely needed. That's and true. people don't realize how much that stuff is needed because That's they don't true. stress it. But listen, all those trades are sexy. You know, if you <laughs> put a sex you know, appeal to anything, you're you know? ridiculous. And I think it's very unfair to not teach kids about every option that's available to them. That's Instead true. of throwing it down their throat, you've got to go to a four-year college. You've got to get your bachelor's. You've got to do this. Because Who said? that is all Who part said? of like sort of like the elitist part it is. of things, right? You just have become but, uh, like that's what I farming know. and all that stuff. That's went what I want to know. Right? How many of these elitists have master's degrees? Um, not many. I feel like not no. many of them do. I don't know. It's not something I've ever looked into. Me neither. So maybe they do, but I want to know how many of these elitists, quote unquote, have well, all of this Well, it stuff? wouldn't really matter, right? Because whether they have master's or doctorates or not, right? Because they would have gotten a job regardless, right? right, right. Because daddy knows somebody who and that's knows the thing, is, somebody who, you who know owns a financial you know. company who's yep. going to get you a job anyway. So yep. it doesn't matter. Exactly. But then, you know, they made all of these things. Like the pathway to success is you going to college mm-hmm. and then doing this, you know, white collar profession. And then that's how you get to your white I think this defense. is half the reason why I hate the rich. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I hate the rich. I, I would. despise them. But I think I somehow if I was rich, I probably would use it. They can't relate to me. That's why I Use think it I, they to something, you know, useful. Be they good can't, they, can't re- they can't relate to me on any level. They've they never struggled. They can't. They don't understand. No. It's not that they've never They don't struggled. know what it's like to have ramen noodles every day for a week Their or two. Are they don't know. You know? Didn't right. you hear that good Charlotte? Whatever. Life- lifestyle of the rich and the famous. Yeah. Right? Whatevs. But they've got different problems. Yeah. You know? What are their problems? The, it's not the that ones is, that you relate to. I mean, it's to like, touch. You know? To touch back on what we were saying, because I'm sure I sound like a hypocrite, it's like all this money, you could probably get bored. But yeah, it's like, what struggles do you have? You Listen, don't have my struggles. sometimes but you have a private have? jet, but is it the best jet? <laughs> sometimes you have you your have own jet. yacht, but is that yacht too small? Is it the biggest yacht that could be out But there? is it a yacht that Leo would want to party with, with 50 different women? Right. Right? Exactly. Is yours like a you know, small charter type? Oh, so right. So it's like different problems. Problems, you know, yeah, there are terrible. levels, you know, because, you know, money is infinite. You uh-huh. can never have enough of it. Right. Because somebody will always have more than you unless you're fucking Jeff Bezos. And I think then, right now even then the there's somebody there's money and people more than her. Right. Because the, the next Amazon thing could just like put him on the bottom. And right? that's the thing, because what was it? Remember the big articles when him and his wife split and whatever, and she donated right. like four billion dollars. Right. But and then they you know made what? this big stink about oh money doesn't obviously money doesn't mean anything because she gave away four billion dollars. But how much it does she need because, in her lifetime? Right. You won't need that much. How much could you She'll possibly die filthy rich? In her generations and generations after her. Did Correct. they have kids? Did they have children? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if they. I don't children. pay attention to people, so who knows? But I think it was kind of silly that he went and had relations with a woman that looks exactly like his wife. Is that like, what happened? Because I have rich, no idea. When you're that rich, none of that matters. Yeah, the woman looks almost know. just like his wife. Oh, I don't pay attention. I don't understand but it's because these men have types. That's so true. It's of true. They course, have they're going to find somebody who looks just like you. But whatever. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> My thing is, yes, money is infinite. You can never have enough of it, and that's if that's how you're grading your happiness. Um, you'll yeah. be in the hole. You're going to be very depressed. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm not saying you know it. I understand. Like I do, I get the struggle. I've, like I said, I've dealt with depression my entire life. I've been depressed since I've been a child. Um, so it's very hard to sit here and to count whatever blessings you think you might have, but I'm here to tell you that your life means something and it's valuable regardless of what situation you might be in. Right. So 
Maybe you don't have the money that you want. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're not maybe able you're to not live. Maybe you're not supposed to. I don't know about that. But, no, but <laughs> I don't know. World I don't know about that. Where everyone is filthy rich. Because right. utopia doesn't make sense. It's not what? real. What you mean? Yes, it it's is. not real. I, I mean, mean, that's a whole topic for a whole different day. And absolutely. we can save that for like next episode. Yeah, we're going to have to because I didn't delve into that one. But we could we could, we could, could drop into that one. Because not everyone is supposed to have everything. That's just... No, I no. don't know about that though. I think we are. I mean, okay. we're all that supposed to... That is a next to. topic item. Because yeah, I feel is. like we're going to... It is. Each other's we're definitely going to like go back and forth on we that one. Are. But you know, I'm not saying that Everybody deserves to be happy. You do. And I understand that you might be in a very, very low situation and you might be down and out. So please don't look at somebody else's situation thinking that that's how your life is supposed to be. Just remember you're only looking at a snapshot of somebody else's life. So yes, maybe you want to travel. Yes, maybe you want to have all this... You can get it. You have to be dedicated enough to get there. Mm-hmm. But you have to think about it. If you are down and out and you're just sitting on the couch and depressed and sad and you're not going after those things. things see, the thing is, is those people worked to make that happen. Now, you know, our millionaires and billionaires, some of those are trust fund babies. We don't even consider them. But there are self-made millionaires, and they worked their asses off to get to where they were. Right. So Dedication. please don't think that sitting on the couch is what's going to get you what you want. You have to go after what you want. And Unless it is your hard. work is on the couch. Yeah. Then by, by all means. Exactly. Do you. Stay there. Put your <laughs> laptop. You. And- but if you're sitting on the couch just eating ice cream, watching TV because you're depressed, please understand you're going to have to make a, you're going to have to do some sacrifices. You're going to, especially if you're these quote unquote normies, you, you got to work a lot harder than these people who have, have, have access to their, have had access to money and to networking and people. And please, just because a door closes on you, don't think that that's the end. Correct. There's a window. There's a crack. Walk you through there. You may need to <laughs> knock on another door. And if you have faith, with the faith, the Bible says, keep knocking until that door opens Ooh, and the Bible? keep Doing what you need to do. And please understand that just because you're told no now doesn't mean it's no forever. It could be no for, it could be no now. And then a couple years down the road, it's yes. Correct. So please don't give up. You could hear a thousand no's and then the yes. That's all you need is one. What's his, it's just like Abe Lincoln. I think they said 16, he ran for president 16, 17 times or whatever and lost. And finally he became president. So Please understand, perseverance is what matters the most. And I know it's hard. And I know it's daunting. And I know you want to give up. But I'm telling you, please do not give up. And just run with it and keep trying. Because you owe it to yourself. And you matter. Despite what anybody else makes you think. You matter. You are meant to be here. And you are supposed to be here. And you're meant to do great things. Even if you don't feel that way. Yeah, put it on a t-shirt if you need to. Exactly. So we are going to sign off for now. And we will be back. Until next time. (laughs) Peace and love, everybody. I hope you got something out of this. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Bye. See you later.